Good morning. Welcome to the logistics of Freak Fest 2016. I'm Katie Crowley with the Mayor's Office. We want to provide you today with facts regarding Saturday evening's event, from entertainment to traffic rules and travel issues, and of course to rules and repercussions if those rules and laws are broken. We're first going to hear from representatives of Frank Productions, the folks who have run and overseen the entertainment of Freak Fest for the past several years. Tom Moore with Madison Traffic Engineering is here to provide information on road closures, traffic, and parking concerns. And then Lieutenant Car- or Captain Carl Glady and Lieutenant Jen Krieger-Favor will talk about ordinances and laws that everyone needs to keep in mind. Everyone will be available for questions afterwards as well. I also want to acknowledge that Tiffany Kenny with the State Street Bid is here today. The Bid is a huge partner in this event. The merchants she represents are real partners in what we anticipate to be another very successful year. So we'll get, get this kicked off. Thanks. My name is Tag Evers with Frank Productions. That's Tag, T-A-G, Evers, E-V-E-R-S with Frank Productions. We're pleased to announce the lineup um, and to remind everybody why they should come down to Freak Fest this Saturday night. Um, we have, uh, again, three stages. The capital stage is headlined by Anderson Pack and the Free Nationals. Anderson Pack is a, is a relatively new artist who has taken the country by storm at uh, a big industry conference called South by Southwest in Austin. Uh, highly acclaimed performances. Uh, and we're very, very excited to have him performing uh, this Saturday night. Anderson is an artist that combines hip-hop with, with R&B and classic rock and roll, uh, puts on a really exciting uh, performance. And headlining our uh, stage on Gelman is Kip Moore, a country artist. Um, this will be the second year that the Steve Brown Apartments sponsored stage uh, we'll have a country influence. Uh, we have found that country music is increasingly popular, once again, with college students, so that's why we went in that direction. Uh, we also have a third stage uh, sponsored by Ian's Pizza and uh, WSUM, the college station, and uh, this, this stage will feature mainly uh, local and regional talent. Um, what we have found in, in years past, and it, this is the 10th year that Frank Productions has been involved in FreakFest. It's the 11th actual FreakFest, and it's 10 years now that our company has been involved. We programmed this event with all of Madison in mind, and you'll notice when you come to the event, when the gates open at 7 o'clock, you often see families with young children walking around in their costumes. And then later on, the crowd uh, changes somewhat, and then you have older folks coming out, people of all ages, and uh, particularly a lot of college students and high school age students. So the important thing to remember about FreakFest is that it's now a community-oriented event, and it's become a signature event for the city of Madison. It's the, it's the Midwest's largest Halloween bash and, uh, public party and it's certainly the most successful. Um, that's all I have to say. I'm going to turn this over to Tom Moore in traffic and engineering. So this year, uh, like the past 10 years, uh, streets crossing State Street will close starting at 5 p.m. The difference this year is with the uh, Wisconsin-Nebraska game. We're going to keep Gorham Street open 
until 6. Uh, that's the time of the kickoff. So normally football traffic doesn't uh, dissipate until right around kickoff time. So um, Gorham will close at 6. And then all streets will be closed crossing State Street. Uh, and then the game will get done around 9 p.m., 9 to 10 p.m., and that's when there's going to be a flood of traffic leaving Camp Randall. And uh, to handle that traffic, we're going to set up a Johnson Street detour route, which takes Johnson Street down Bassett, up West Wash, and around the outer loop. So at that time, we're going to have two lanes that go uh, down Bassett and up West Wash. Um, and we're going to time the signals to allow for an extremely long green time along that route to move that traffic through. Uh, we expect that to last until about 11.30, maybe midnight. Um, but then after that, uh, everything will go back to normal. Well, normal during Freak Fest. Uh, Lane and Street will be open. Um, otherwise, it's going to be the same as other years. Um, we expect streets to open back up around 2 to 3 a.m. Um, for parking, uh, all the city ramps will be open. One thing we've seen uh, in other years of Freak Fest is that uh, the State Street campus ramp and the Overture ramp fill up uh, right away, and S State Street Capitol usually uh, stays has a few open spots later in the night. So if anyone's coming later, I guess that would be um, probably the place to go, State Street Capitol. Uh, that's all I have. And now uh, Captain Carl Glady will talk about uh, police issues. As you've heard, this uh, event is uh, very complex in nature in and of itself. Um, added to the complexity this year is the night football game at Camp Randall. So a huge thank you not only to Frank Productions, to Traffic Engineering and Tom, but many other city staff in conjunction work uh, tirelessly all year on this project including streets, metro, um, parks, and police to, and fire to make this a, a safe event uh, for everyone for this particular night. As you may expect with these two concurrent significant events happening, there will be a significant uh, amount of uh, city staff resources uh, on the street uh, beginning Friday night through the end of uh, Sunday morning for this event during the setup, and then the actual uh, uh, monitoring and policing of both these events. So concurrently, we will have a, a football game, which usually tracks in upwards of 150 plus thousand uh, people to the stadium and to the surrounding establishments. And then in conjunction, the gates opening at 7 p.m. for our Freak Fest events, which has been targeting around 40 to 50,000 people uh, each year for that event. Um, as uh, Tom has explained we have an extensive traffic plan in place for the night, which will not solve the traffic issues for this night. It will help the flow um, that happens during, before, during, and after. Um, so some key components for this day is to plan ahead, arrive early, and plan on just being patient through the traffic issues before, during, and after. Um, coming to the event, there are some very uh, specific things people should be aware of. It is a Halloween event, so we encourage uh, very creative costumes. 
uh, with a caveat that your creativity should uh, not include real weapons of any sort or facsimile weapons that would lead someone to believe they are real and could cause harm to someone else. Those items will not be allowed in the event and you'll have to either take them back to your vehicle or home or dispose of them in the receptacles that will be available. Um, there is no alcohol permitted on State Street uh, and there is a glass ban that goes into effect at 9 p.m. through the remainder of the event on both Friday and Saturday night to help keep uh, the glass uh, out of that general area. Uh, there will be uh, security uh, working the event at all the gates. Um, they do a wonderful job getting people in as quickly as possible, knowing that, uh, again, we have to make it as safe as possible for everyone. And again, you'll see uh, many, many law enforcement officers from multiple agencies assisting us downtown on State Street and in the surrounding neighborhoods for the event. We look forward to a wonderful event. The weather is look, looking promising for us, and we hope that everybody has a chance to come down and enjoy this great family event for the city. We'll take any questions from staff that we have up here that anyone would have. You mentioned the, of course, the ban on alcohol on State Street. Uh, will there be any additional kind of watch out for people who might be traveling from the game, who might have had a, you know, a few too many of that process? Will there be additional screenings? People come into Free Fest? Yeah, there's no screening as far necessarily as the level of intoxication. Obviously, uh, those that are, can't care for themselves will be addressed and directed in the appropriate manner. Um, but uh, the uh, bringing of carrying in uh, alcohol, you know, on public property is prohibited. You can't get it into the event as well, um, with the caveat that there are establishments on State Street normally open for business that, that do serve alcohol if that is your desire um, and you can get in uh, with current capacities. Regulations targeting towards students, both the football game and Free Fest are two events that like college students will attend. Uh, is there something specifically that they should know? Um, for students, it's the general safety measures we talk about, you know, all through the school year with them, is that they, they have to be responsible for their themselves. So remaining in control, you know, monitoring the consumption throughout the day. There's a lot of events going on, and uh, the tendency is to uh, uh, get a little too excited too early and uh, uh, lose control. So, uh, you know, managing their consumption of alcohol and then having a plan. It's a large event with a lot of people, both of these events, and having a plan and, and using a buddy system or whatever so that you, you get to where you're going safely and then you get home safely at the end of the night. <laughs> 